Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, the 20th of July, and we have a fairly floppy market in low volume, down 22. We're up 22 on Friday, so we're really not going anywhere at the moment. And that is really the theme of the strategy. The market is sideways. And if you read Henry's take this morning, you'll see him talking about the seesaw. On one end of the seesaw are the virus and its economic impact. On the other end of the seesaw are stimulus and vaccines. They appear now to be equally poised. The market doesn't seem to know which way to jump and I sort of agree with that. For new members, and there are quite a few of you, Henry does a on-the-couch session every week with someone of interest, and this week, that is to say on Saturday in the weekend email, and you can get a link to it as well in Henry's take today. He spoke to Jonathan Higgins, who works for Shoren Partners and is the analyst on, amongst other sectors, Buy Now, Pay Later, and Cloud Computing. And Jonathan certainly knows his stuff, and we've got a lot of feedback from that you should if you are one of the buy now pay later bubble buyers did I call it a bubble I think I just did bubble buyers uh, then you will be interested to hear what Jonathan had to say it is clearly not all about momentum it is obviously about facts and revenues and models and the difference in models and Jonathan explains a lot about and whilst we're on the subject of buy now pay later at the bottom of the strategy piece today you'll see a chart of afterpay I've just used it as an example but you'll see there's been a bit of a Hekinashi sell signal and there have been three RSI sell signals in the last month. But this is common stuff with these high trending stocks. They tend to bounce along the top and create lots of technical signals that really don't mean anything. You have to use these signals in conjunction with other signals. But you will notice a MACD sell signal on the Afterpay chart as well. But as a follow up to my Renko chart stuff last week, we had a bit of a lesson on what Renko charts are. They're quite interesting charts. They are Renko means brick in Japanese and they put a brick on the chart every time the stock moves by one times ATR, which is average true range. I'm losing you now, sorry. Go and have a look at the article. But you'll notice that Afterpay is showing absolutely no signs of stopping on a Renko chart. It is just positive brick after positive brick, no negative bricks yet. And you'd need two of them before you traditionally sold on a two times ATR stop loss. Anyway, have a look in the strategy piece today. The basic message is some signs of topping out in APT but otherwise looking okay on the bigger trend. Okay, back to strategy. The risk of a New South Wales lockdown is around. I think they've had a little cluster, tiny really in world terms, but there you go. Risk of a New South Wales lockdown. We also have Australia saying we've got to wear masks from midnight on Wednesday. 275 cases in Victoria today suggests some plateauing from the 400 cases we had over the weekend in one day. Who knows where we're going from here? But this sort of vibe is obviously not good for for Australian businesses and it is dulling for the Australian economic outlook. And clearly the government are concerned and the main event this week is the government's economic and fiscal update on Thursday, that's the 23rd, and we're expecting an announcement of stimulus packages and details of JobKeeper, which looks like it's going to be extended and tiered out. Anyway, all eyes on Thursday and what the government has to say about it. By all accounts, they've already printed the details and they're quietly leaking them out ahead of time. 
One of the measures they're talking about is extending the loan guarantees for small businesses and providing up to $40 billion to small businesses with loans up to $1 million, which I think has tripled, and for periods up to five years, I think, which is up from three years anyway. Obviously, there are some concerns as well that lending money to small businesses that are in trouble may create zombie businesses that can't repay the loans in the long term, and extending loans may mean some companies come out of the pandemic saddled with debt. I know that was always the concern with the Fed's package in the US, and that would extend their lack of ambition, their lack of ability to spend. Anyway, as Josh Frydenberg says, the harsh reality is that many businesses will fold and probably ought to rather than take out a loan to extend their lives. Sad stuff. Meanwhile, virus news continues to deteriorate in the US. 140,000 deaths. You've probably seen some of the media about Trump arguing with a fact-checking Fox journalist over the number of deaths, which slightly embarrassed him. Trump claimed the US had one of the lowest mortality rates in the world. It clearly doesn't. Americans track cases using the John Hopkins website. I provided a link to that in the strategy piece today. Also in the US, you may have seen Kanye West's rather pitiful campaign rally. He didn't even have a microphone, had to shout from a stage, and at one point he's in tears. Anyway, it doesn't look like he is a serious contender after all. But then again, everybody said that about Trump. Who knows? Other quick things before I summarize the strategy. California is talking about shutting down schools. U.S. results season continues this week. 92 S&P 500 companies report. Australian results season is around the corner. We are publishing a results calendar today. Interesting little thing. Sweden's Ericsson Telecom's company jumped 11.4% smashed core profit expectations. It might be a reflection of what all telecoms are doing in the pandemic. RBA minutes and RBA governor speak tomorrow. Talk of a fiscal cliff the day the government stimulus comes off here and in the US and the fiscal support runs out. The suggestion is that the economy here and in the US will drop off a cliff. Anyway, this talk of a fiscal cliff is the jargon. That's what it means. Chinese market was down 5% last week. It had a speculative retail-led boom the week before, so unwinding that. Capital Economics says that they are revising up their iron ore price forecast primarily because of the expected recovery in Brazil's exports taking longer than we had anticipated. As I said, the iron ore sector seems to be one half bright spot in the market at the moment. So quickly to the strategy summary, still in cash, happy to be there. All the vibes or catch lines at the moment suggest we should be there. V-shaped optimism seems premature. Second wave in the US is flattening the employment rebound and damaging V-shaped recovery hopes. There's all this chat about the equity market going too far too fast, but it's really just a technology bubble at the top end of the S&P 500 doing that. There is a bond and equity market disconnect. Bond markets are on record low yields, which disagrees with equity markets. Record low yields suggest a subdued economic trajectory, but the equity market's booming. Which do you believe? I think we believe the bond market at the moment. Sitting in cash, we've got all the power. This is only in our SMAs. You're doing different stuff. I'm commentating on what we are doing as fund managers in this section. You can interpret that for your own purposes. But we are sitting in cash and feel we have all the power, none of the risk. We prefer to ride out this moment sitting on the shore rather than being in the market. 
And I've had a few emails asking what conditions it'll take for us to invest. I don't know what they are. We'll just keep waking up in the morning and making decisions. Also note that we are not the only sensible investors around. We seem to be in good company if you've read some of the stuff out of the weekend email, particularly what Hamish Douglas has been saying, running his cash up from 8% to 15%. And he literally makes the point, which I made in the weekend email, that no one really knows whether we are going to fall off a cliff or whether the markets are going to continue this or sustain this gradual improvement don't know. Last couple of things. I have a paragraph or two in the strategy piece today looking at technology ETFs. That was spurred by an AFR article today. And there was a quote in there which I entirely agree with from a guy, the CEO of Stockspot, who said, history shows the worst time to buy a thematic ETF is when a lot of products get issued in a hot market. Investors want tech and issuers are happy to feed the ducks whilst they are quacking. Five years ago, Dividend ETFs were all the rage as investors sought income funds. Most have disappointed, again highlighting the dangers of buying thematic ETFs after sectors boom. Most people buying tech shares today are doing so because they have done well in the recent past, which is not a sound strategy and absolutely right. Anyone who bought those income ETFs well knows that was pretty much a disappointment. Most of those ETFs just created income out of capital and did little more than pay you back your capital capital, calling it a dividend. And the moment the ETF market picks up on a theme, there is a bit of a joke in the industry that it creates the top of that theme. So uh, where when I list the technology-based ETFs in the strategy piece today, just let me make the point that the fact we're writing about them now or the AFRs writing about them might just be marketing the marking sorry, the top. Anyway, have a look at the list in there. Finally, I saw the film Greyhound. I don't know whether any of you have seen that. Tom Hanks in a destroyer called Greyhound in the Second World War, chasing U-boats around whilst they try and shoot him and the merchant ships that he's escorting. I felt some empathy with Tom Hanks rushing around, trying to protect everybody whilst you're being shot at. (laughs) It's a little bit like running an SMA. You have a good day as I leave you. The market's down 32. Seems to be sliding away quietly, which is in line with the US futures, which are down 112. Looks like it's all a bit slow going at the moment. Low volumes as well. Anyway, I will speak to you tomorrow.